thanks for being here. I'm Ludo. And I'm Marge. And this is Speak It Out, a podcast by Shrink It Out. Here, we tell your stories and share our thoughts and encourage debate on psychological and social well-being. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to our first podcast of 2023. We are here with a special guest today. Hi, Henry. (laughs) 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 Do you want to... Tell us a little bit about you. Do you want to share the audience with the audience? Yeah, I know um, two guys, Ludo and Margaret, from um, my from our psychology studies in in the Netherlands. And uh, after my psychology studies, I did a yoga teacher training. Before my psychology studies, a life coaching training. And um, while my studies, I was also doing an energy healing training. And so. That's what I'm kind of combining right now um, in my personal work. I guide um, yoga classes and workshops around the themes of especially movement, um, embodiment, as well as um, hosting groups where people can authentically connect with each other. I uh, facilitate a regular men's group. um, And um, yeah, I'm also facilitating one-on-one work and retreats where um i combine uh energy healing work with uh psychological principles as well as yoga and um and movement movement things that's what i'm doing at the moment Thank yeah you. thanks for having me guys i'm i'm really excited and a bit nervous even to be here so uh, i've been anticipating this conversation it's so really exciting yeah it was actually quite a spontaneous uh decision um henrik has a an instagram page that we follow very attentively Lula and I. Um, it's called warriors of light you should follow it and uh we always like the reflections that henrik shares so we thought uh it would be nice to have a conversation together but we were quite unsure on what topic uh to to do it on and while talking with Henrik, uh, we realized we wanted to talk about uh, the topic of relationships and quite broadly about um, navigating relationships of any sort and um, what challenges and learnings uh, come up when we connect with other people. Um, the first question that we jotted down was uh, what connections in your life have brought about the biggest learning? and why yeah just feeling into into it what comes up from me intuitively um is that i've learned most from what i would consider my past romantic relationships um as well as my really close um friendship bonds you know so um in my three I would say there have been three really major um, romantic bonds, um, all of which kind of my whole heart just flowed into. And and one is a partner that I'm currently actively presently engaged with and in contact with as well, and that I'm just learning from so much in every, every interaction. And um, I think the... And and when I think about the the friendship bonds, um, the the really close ones, I think what stands out to me it's the the intimacy and the closeness 
brings brings up for me um, such vulnerability, and that vulnerability kind of is what makes the relationship really alive, and yet also so potent in at just poking at the right spots where there's an insecurity or where there's a doubt about myself or about connection and um i mean we'll, we'll dive all into the learnings and the challenges and the struggles of that but i just to kind of keep it keep it uh, short um mm, yeah i think like i definitely relate with the topic of vulnerability i think that's when like when you step into a very vulnerable area then an intimate place then that's when you learn the most um about yourself and about how you connect with other people I don't know like if I can pinpoint specific people because yeah definitely in terms of like um friendships I think my (laughs) closest one is the, the one with Ludo and it's the one that has taught me the most about myself but also um, my relationship with my sibling. Um, And I think all of my romantic connections, even if they weren't, I think if I didn't always let too many feelings through, I think there's something about uh, romantic connections that by default kind of put you in in a vulnerable position, even though perhaps you didn't share too much with with this person or the spectrum of emotions wasn't too wide um and yeah definitely some people more than others but these are what comes to mind to me yeah with the last point that you just mentioned like maybe that with your romantic connections you didn't like let it all through I was thinking about a very similar thing because I feel like for me my biggest solidified learnings so far have come from friendships because uh, for example from my friendship with Marge because to me like learning and vulnerability are more not more present or more valid but more how can I like more concrete when there is reciprocity and I, in my, in most of my like romantic experiences, there's been like little reciprocity in the things that we have learned from each other. While in my friendships, there has been a lot of like, I have learned this from you and you have learned this from me. And I feel like that sharing for me is so important for me to like understand what it is that I have actually learned. Um, so I would say more friendships, but obviously like it's immeasurable what like romantic relationships teach you as well but if I would have to choose let's say I would probably say friendships what what came up when when you said my shit around also being connected to your sibling and for me it just came up yeah my brother my family those are such intense <laughs> bonds and and where there's just so much happening and and um and the and the connection and whether we want or not um like that's where our relationship patterns i believe are the seeds are you know planted for how we experience romantic and really you know friendships seeds are planted in our upbringing in our attachment relationship with 
with the uh, primary care figures and um what what also came up was uh, I'm, and also thinking about this call before it was like then there are there are also relationships like coworkers or mentors for example i've been working with different mentors and that has also been such a unique dynamic that has triggered sometimes but also been so nourishing and and, and guiding so i just wanted to also bring in that that those have really um supported and and um yeah taught me a lot and and i feel what all of them have in common um for me is that there's a sense of stability in the connection i realized that if there's no stability in the connection then there's too much fear to allow vulnerability and to to allow that process of reciprocity that you mentioned Ludo, to to unfold and so stability has been like a really key factor even when there's maybe less contact over some period of time to still be able to tap into that connection and into the trust that there is a bond and that there is love in that's being exchanged yeah i think like with the cuz yeah you both say like the, the the stability and the reciprocity of of connections but I think that sometimes I've learned the most about myself in connections that did not feel super stable. And like, maybe I did have faith in the, that there was a connection, but it didn't feel secure in terms of, is this person going to stay in my life? That's when a lot of learnings come to, mm -hmm. to you. Do you, have you felt like that before? Or? That's no, interesting. It, no, it <laughs> actually makes a lot of sense. Like it's very... You know, I feel, I feel like that, but I think it's more like that learning has to be solidified by like only myself, you know, like, it's not something that the other person then like tells you like, okay, this is blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. It, maybe it's even a deeper learning because you got to do it all yourself. Um, but, but definitely. And I think it more so than teaching you about or at least in my experience more so than teaching me about the world and about things outside I feel like those fear more fear related connections they teach me more about my inner world if that makes sense because yeah. obviously like fear brings out like so much um yeah I, I see it curious to hear you elaborate a bit on it Margaret. what uh because yeah i feel there's something to it that and, and ludo really already kind of painted a bit but i'm curious curious to hear more around what you mean when you say like through connections where there's fear you feel like you've been learning the most i think i, I don't mean like i guess i feel i mean fear of losing the connection so a lack of stability in terms of how secure it is you know like how how yeah how stable it feels um because i think that's when you feel the most vulnerable at least when i feel the most vulnerable because i feel it means that i'm recognizing that there is something there like a strength in the connection but i but there's the uncertainty of whether uh the connection's going to last and i think then that teaches me so much about about myself and about the beliefs I have about myself 
Yeah, it's interesting what, what's coming through. What I hear both of you say is you taking responsibility for what you're learning from the relationship. So I feel that in whatever connection or relationship, it's it's not necessarily the other person teaching you something. It's more that we or you are recognizing something in that person, something in the dynamic um, that um, is helpful in your process at the moment. And what came through, and this is like a coaching principle also that um, comes up in the program, is like every person you meet is, um, you know, is displaying also a reflection of you, you know, that everything we're recognizing in the outside world is also an internal part. And this uh, is very much present and also in the psychologist's work of, of Carl Jung, um, where it's like, you know, there could be a, a person walking by on the street and you have a micro interaction, like Ludo said, but you see something in that person in their eyes or in the way you engage that like reminds you of how valuable it is to, um, I don't know, like reconnect with your body or being open to new opportunities, but it's, it's, it's that connection. Yes. But it's your consciousness, your thought process that was just ready for that, that input and that notch and that came through that relationship. So I I'm hearing that in, in both of you, like you see the relationship and then like you're internally processing what it's bringing up and you don't necessarily necessarily reciprocity helps. And it kind of, maybe brings it on a deeper co-creative level where it's like, oh, we can move through this like over months and go into maybe different depths than are, than are possible if it's just like a less stable situation. But even in a stable situation, I'm uh, in a less stable situation, I'm hearing you guys taking responsibility for kind of what you're taking away from it and making making these like opportunities for growth and reflection. That's what I'm hearing. If you want to delve into a bit of what like you were referring to in terms of learnings and uh, it, how these come up more instead in maybe like uh, stable and stable connections, if that's what you were referring to. Yeah, yeah, great question. Yeah, I mentioned the the stable relationships, and and what's springing to mind is then definitely um, a really close connection that has been there since the time I've, I've been studying with a really close and great friend of mine. And um, there is just, it's, it's really, really remarkable how when there is this field of stability and safety, how, how these vulnerabilities pop up. And then once there is this experience of, oh, I'm sharing a vulnerability, I'm sharing a feeling, and maybe it's uh, an insecurity, maybe it's a, a frustration or something I'm unhappy with or something that I'm worried about in the relation. And then it's shared and it's communicated and it, and it's kind of resolved or eased. Then there is this trust bank account that, that feels like it's growing. And the bigger that trust bank account is, is, is growing, the more intensity of vulnerability it can hold and i've i love the work of brene brown who, who's basically sharing that you know i'm sure you guys are familiar that vulnerability and intimacy is 
very, very closely linked. And so the more trust there is, um, the more safety, the more vulnerability can be present. So the more intimacy can be present. And at the same time, the more emotion is also present. Um, but yeah, that's why I, I what I feel in, in the stable bonds is that some very, very deep and deep-rooted projections, you know, have been come, coming up in, in those relationships when, especially um, my tendency sometimes being that if I'm feeling really connected to kind of really easily like attach and, and, and uh, connect very deeply, but there's this instinct of, of clinging, clinging on to that person. And then when the person draws, draws back and goes into their own zone, then there's this feeling of separation and that, that it's challenging to be with that. And to, for example, navigating that through communication and seeing that, okay, it's safe. It's safe to be, connected and it's also safe and we're still connected even though we're separate um has been a um a major process that i'm still going through with that friend um where i'm noticing because we used to be like so close in in contact like every single day and then over time the relationship has changed and and relationships change everything changes over time but relationships change and to be open to that flow of change has been remarkably challenging and rewarding at the same time. And, and one of the key um, factors has been that trust, that safety, and that stability. And yet it continues to come up also during the meditation retreat. I was almost just feeling such a longing and like confusion in my heart uh, around being connected to that person. And it's just that willingness to keep facing the the emotions that arise in um in order to to allow that connection to to continue deepening and unfolding not to how we think friendship should be but how it actually the connection just unfolds um without any preconceived concepts around it about <laughs> to cry love <laughs> 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 my process yeah <laughs> no it, it it's not even like I don't know I just felt every word you said so much that oh. yeah yeah thank you guys I feel you feel your listening is so strong and like each of you individually just has such a strong and listening presence and then you combine together it's like so much spotlight <laughs> of attention um and, and safety at the same time it's it's really really wonderful so um yeah curious to hear what your thoughts are i just wanted to share one thing on uh something that you said henrik that i mean something quite normal but still you said how um relationships change and everything changes and the work that you have to put in and do with yourself to allow change and to accept change is massive like it it literally goes to like influence every little aspect of your being like in every I don't know nerve and neuron and you really have to like stay focused on on uh reminding yourself of of the connection and how valuable it is and 
et cetera, et cetera. If of course it's it's one that you wanna you want to continue. And I feel like oftentimes it it could just be way easier. And it does happen to like let go of things and not let go in in like in the sense of K, like I'll let go of things if they're not meant for me anymore, but letting go as in not wanting to um accept change. And so you just like shut things off. Yeah. No, thank you for 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 jumping on that because I feel yeah, I was just because what I heard when when you were saying like yeah, letting go and like um because yeah, the impermanence of everything changing and then relationships changing and it feels like we have a choice of either staying in that fixed category of like how it was clinging to this is how we are friends this is what friendship means this is how it has been mm-hmm. or being willing to go into to step into the unknown to say wow the time that we've had in this way has been really beautiful but that time is gone that time is over and to consciously let that die to let that go oh that's so painful because yeah it's like literally letting it go that time is over but it's what the work that we're invited to do in order to open for what wants to unfold. We can still cling on to it and it, you know, it might give us a sense of safety, but it's going to block the flow of personal unfolding because we all grow, especially in, in, in our years. I mean, we're all in our 20s. Every year feels like a lifetime of, of what things that are happening. And so um, naturally the the relationships are going to unfold. And I'm just from the the retreat that I was at one of the, actually the main thing that I was tasked internally that came up at the end of day one of the, the 10 days of meditation was to let my partner go. And I didn't know what that mean meant, you know, I still don't know what that means. Practically. I still want to be in connection with her. I still, I still want to see her, but there was something about letting go the dynamic that we've built, you know, the expectation, the narrative of how it should be in order to free up what, of what wants to come, you know, making space for that, that felt very, very crucial. Um, and that I'm very much, that's very much present for me and, and, and all of those really close relationships to mm-hmm. stay, stay open and, and not attached to how things have to be. Just so freaking hard. (laughs) (laughs) I remember like uh, a few weeks ago, Ludo and I had a conversation on this, talking about um, our um, dynamic. And um, we were talking exactly about this, about like allowing space to the idea that things can change and like that they could unfold in a direction that we, yeah, we, we didn't expect it and it doesn't seem particularly maybe desirable, but rather than like pushing it away and trying to like saying no, but like the, the, our connection is this strong and it always will be that and it always will mean that. As soon as we both gave space to the idea that things could change in, a, in different directions, it calmed us down and it like grounds us so much to what we have right now. At least that's how I felt. I know I agree. And it's it's also this this sort of like black and whiteness of things like we were at least I felt like I was in this loop like okay if it's not in this way then 
I don't want it any other way or why should it be any other way or like how could it be in any other way and I think this is like with with like most connections that we have like when we have to face change but then like the moment that you a voice like change or accept it and 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 so on like you realize how actually change doesn't mean you're like deleting a whole thing and you're just like starting a new life like obviously everything that has been before has brought you to this point which mean it is just as important and it's just like it, it's it's still there it's still um cherished and, and valued uh it doesn't disappear it's just overnight and what comes to me and this is like a a practice they do also in buddhism which which is to like open to the like they meditate on death a lot and like you know being present with the reality that will will die one day and lose everything and um yeah and and what they do for example and what one of my favorite teachers what she does is when she's out with a dog she she closes her eyes for a few moments and like just feels into the possibility of like what would be if her dog would be dead it wouldn't be there anymore you know just being open to that reality being willing to like let go or like what if that friendship would be there in my life and i had that talk also with with that one close friend of mine like just being open to that possibility of not being in connection anymore. And Margot, what you said, like, what? Overcoming that fear of even considering that possibility. Like, it hurt in my heart when we opened to that. I was first, like, projecting, like, how dare you? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, you can't say that. That's really unmindful, like, you know? But once truly opening to that possibility, um, <laughs> in that moment um you know we're we're surrendering to how it actually could be and then then we're fully attentive to the the gift of what we actually have that we are connected in this in this present moment and that it could be gone any day and how precious and special that really is to to just experience experience life in this moment together and uh yeah, that feels very crucial. Um, that attentiveness to to how precious and how transient things are um, to to maintaining a, a strong connection. I feel like even like no matter how stable a relationship is or how deep it is, like when it's so like rooted in your life and in your everyday life, it's inevitable for your insecurities to like also like sort of like permeate that that connection you know like even though we think that okay if it's a stable connection then like there is no insecurity or at least most insecurities are like gone or have been like worked through but I still feel like yeah and then perhaps you had like set them aside and then they come back up when the when the uh, possibility of like that we were talking about now opens up again, you're like, oh my gosh, like I didn't think about these the whole time. Maybe I should, um, like, what am I going to do with them now? But for as much as we, or at least I try, um, insecurities will always be a part of us and, and the way that we relate to people. And 
even if we've gone through them and if we've like uh, become a better version of ourselves trying to like um yeah to overcome them they still somewhat come back like I think for me at least it's inevitable and uh, like otherwise yeah and and I think that's it's a big part not all not all but a big part of the resistance to the change it's like oh and then I have to deal with it you know they're dealing with my insecurities again um like the insecurities will come up again but I think what I notice like as I grow and like as of I like you know you you, your insecurities are triggered and you work in them and you think okay I I feel more like resilient right now and then they're triggered again um I think what changes is the power that these like for now at least (laughs) that these insecurities have upon my behavior it's not like that these insecurities are never triggered again but rather that they don't have the power to like for example trigger like an anxious attachment to the person or like yes but like not in terms of behavioral pattern of like for example clinging to the person a lot and like asking for reassurance and things like that but this doesn't mean that you don't feel insecure and like anxious for example yeah Yeah, in that moment definitely you explain it better me like insecurity is present what changes is the way you will approach it and the way that you let it in influence you the trigger is still there but the the action and the managing of the trigger can can change and then that will allow the relationship to be less affected by the insecurities and and, and feelings thrown into it what what i wanted to bring into um into that point just from the perspective of energy healing um what we're saying there is that there is not going to be a point where we reach like some invulnerable state of of like now we've fixed ourselves of like okay we've worked on that insecurity and now it's not there anymore there's just a continuous process of going to deeper and deeper layers earlier and earlier attachment patterns and that the goal should not necessarily or yeah should not necessarily be to eradicate our vulnerability right because our vulnerability is the fertile ground for intimacy and connection but as you guys just so beautifully put um to kind of find a relationship with insecurity where it's like we're holding this inner child or this this wounded part and being like okay i'll take care of you and um you know i'll spend some time with myself and maybe you know voice it in a way that feels conscious or right for me um and just finding those ways of of dealing with that uh those feelings and part of what has helped me in that as well is to have a um a network of people who i i'm I'm doing this work with together so if i'm super vulnerable in, in one relationship and it feels like overwhelming i can go to this other person and receive some emotional support there or I can go to a workshop or I can go to, you know, so com- the element of community feels has been just a crucial part for me. And it's, it's been really amazing that, you know, when feeling really down and beaten by kind of the relationship and just feeling at my lowest, there's this 
other friend that just sends me a message and it blings and I'm like, oh, thank God, <laughs> you know, that right when I need it. And, and just having that conversation is not putting all the pressure on like this relationship has to hold all my vulnerability and all my insecurity, but to kind of layer it into, into different ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But also, cause I feel like we're talking so much about like really intense connections and really like, um we're yeah. people. <laughs> we're, we're quite intense people yeah but I do feel like there are a lot of people and I've also definitely felt like that in my life that like feel so like lonely at times and like so disconnected from other connections and wonder like what about me or like what about them uh doesn't allow them to like deeply connect to others and yeah I was wondering what are think what like maybe at times when you felt lonely or like things that you notice when other people talk about loneliness or like just feeling disconnected from others what are things that like fuel this like why do people feel like they can't connect you know that's a that's a good one i need to feel into that one for a moment Luther, you want to start <laughs> i don't know how to start <laughs> i think, Mark is I think like this... dropping the bombs. <laughs> yeah i also just asked this question and don't didn't even think of the answer it's <laughs> a great question that's a great question Marga. really yeah, I, I mean, first of all, it's like I don't, I don't have the answer to that. <laughs> you know, I think it's a huge, huge question. I have some thoughts on that, and just speaking from my my own experience of of loneliness, that's what I can do, um, and what I, what I've observed, um, which is mostly that when I'm feeling lonely and disconnected from others. I am usually feeling lonely and disconnected from myself. Um, there's a rarely a moment when I'm really connected with myself that I feel lo lonely. I might be alone, but there is still this relationship with myself, right? We have a relationship with, with ourselves. And um, it feels very vital. And that's been something that I've been practicing and continue to practice is that I uh in a tendency where I feel lonely and I'm like seeking connection outside I'm seeking entertainment I'm seeking distraction I'm like looking for connection and then it takes some time before I realize like oh I'm actually seeking I'm actually seeking like an internal experience of connection what I think the outside person or the outside experience is going to give me internally um and so but while i'm seeking that i'm sending out this energy of desperation of like i'm desperately seeking and the environment feels that and the environment reacts to that and it's very rare that from this place of like oh my god i need connection that we actually receive what we're what we're what we're longing for and so the process for me has been to noticing that kind of seeking of connection 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 to be like oh what i'm seeking is connection so let's start right there let's start right here you know it's like that thing it's like pointing fingers outwards like three fingers pointing back at you it's like 
wow, what do I need in order to feel connected to myself? And that in and of itself is a huge question um, and and just a, a theme of exploration that's a lifetime process and that's been going on for years um, for me personally. And yeah, for me, like meditation has been a huge thing, dancing, yoga, music, um, creative expression, um, yeah, reading. In that, there's lots of things that we can do, or just resting, and or journaling. You know, there's so so many tools that we can use to kind of strengthen and build that relationship with ourselves. And I feel, from my experience, that has been like the most crucial factor in then opening me up again to to connect, and then connecting from that self self connected place. Yeah. I definitely relate and I can see it also in, in other people like feeling lonely with yourself and it makes you feel more lonely with other people and struggle building connection but I feel like I've experienced at times and maybe a bit now as well where like I don't feel alone with myself at all yet I still struggle I feel like I'm in a moment where I'm struggling to connect and not only connect but like want to connect but I feel like it's also like despite not feeling lonely with myself my inner world is kind of going through like a, a reorganization of things as if like all my cards on my table are like being moved around and I feel like I'm okay with it and I'm kind of like following the moves but maybe this makes it harder to connect with others because when you connect with others like it's easier if you were have a more let's say, stable inner picture. Um, like people will understand you more easily and they will uh, capture you more easily in your essence and everything. If things are like moving around inside of you, then it it's possible that it, it can be harder. What about you, Marge? <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, uh, for sure. I think that's like... If you are in a place in which you're like super feeling aligned and in tune with yourself, I feel like it's hard, at least it, it's harder to feel lonely in the sense that you, that's also what you exhibit from the outside. And like, it feels to me that there's like, you're more drawn to people because you know, because you're feeling aligned. And then um, I also think people in a way are more like the environment is more attracted or drawn to you as well when you're in that state of alignment I do also think that sometimes it is very connected to like like one thing that came up which is very much related to what we were saying before I think is that I do think that loneliness has a lot to do with uh like um, uh, like maybe being afraid to step into vulnerability or like having these like walls that are there that seem to protect us but then make us feel like people around us don't really understand us or that we aren't intimate with them and then therefore that our connection is not as strong as it could be and, and that makes us feel lonely I think. I, I feel it's a common misconception we have in, in society or I, I think it's more of a past experience that well connection happens over um identity of like 
well, I'm playing football, you're playing football, so we're creating connection, or I'm singing, you're singing, like the com commonality in like what we do or what we think. However, what we're seeking for, I believe when if we're looking for connection is commonality and understanding and feeling and experience. And um, to, to touch on also what you said, Ludo, around this reorganization that's happening, right? And these thoughts around like, well, what if people can't relate? And it's true, a lot of people can't relate because a lot of people are not doing this kind of inner, inner exploration work. So it's also about being deliberate, deliberate and open to seek out people and spaces where we feel that openness and that there, you know, if there's a lot reorganizing in me and a lot reorganizing in you, well, then we have in common that it's reorganizing and <laughs> that's actually what wants attention. You know, it's not about specifically about this detail that I'm doing this and I want that you do the same as me. It's about just someone that witnesses and understands that, oh, I'm feeling or I have felt in a similar similar way that vulnerability and that confusion. I'm like, you're not alone in this. And um, for me, it feels like life is constantly giving these nudges, like check out this space, or there's this person that just always I see them and there's this feeling of like, oh, I'll go talk to them. And it takes this like, ah, vulnerability and surrender and a little bit of like gut to to actually go out and and you know overcome that discomfort overcome that resistance uh takes that leap of faith and then that is um very much usually rewarded with um with a with a rich experience and then that's how that network builds of connections where we feel held and understood and open to communicate no i agree and i think like so many times when people feel lonely is because they're not in a space in which they feel listened like it's not really about being able to relate to what people are saying but like being surrounded by people who like really actively know how to listen and i think that's so hard and yeah. very few people actually know how to do that and like are able to hold space for what you're talking without like judging it and jumping to like advice and things like that and I think especially in phases in which like we're reorganizing as you put it that's the only thing we need and it's it's hard to find so I guess when we're confronted with with connections that are like that do not allow for this space to be created then that's when at least I felt lonely. Yeah, I agree. Listening and also seeing. Like, I don't know if if it's a language thing for me, maybe, but I feel like I see you and I listen to you are like two different sort of levels. I think like in the moment of loneliness or reorganization, you are sort of trying to maybe break some of your patterns and let them go or create new ones and it's hard to do so when people in your environment still still react to you in the same way that have to do with old patterns it's sort of like it 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 prevents you from like taking that step further and letting them go and it's it's no one's fault like it's not like 
other people are like responsible um but when someone sees you they understand that and they stop fulfilling those things for you as well and they sort of like redirect you and help you in a way that it, it's easier for you to to like leave those those patterns so yeah there's I feel like listening and seeing it's it's like one thing presence like full presence with a person that's dividing into like two streams of like one is listening being heard and the other is like seeing you know like really noticing realizing and then feeling seen but it's that it's that same core of just being really there with someone that that's what really really matters yeah i feel uh just very much alive and uh connected to you guys connected to myself and like my brain my body is processing from from our conversation uh, it feels like the essence of what i've what i've learned and, and been practicing has has come through i've been able to share that and it's been really heard and seen <laughs> so uh, i feel really content and and really happy to share this uh, with you and also with the people listening yeah i really enjoyed our conversation i don't know i i perceived it like although intense but very calm yeah no i agree it came at a good time also for me i think i guess to say goodbye to our listeners yes <laughs> thank you for listening and hear you and see you <laughs> <laughs> with calm intensity <laughs> <laughs>